Over 2 million Americans are in prison and approximately 70 million Americans have a criminal record. Bad Boys Jail and Juvenile Ministries believes the church has a unique capacity and calling to respond to the crisis of crime and incarceration. In response, we present our radio show, Inside Out. And now, our hosts, Wilson and Rascal. Welcome to the Inside Out Radio Show. I'm Wilson along with Rascal. This is where we spend time helping each other find ways to position ourselves with purpose for positive change. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Well, today is a special show. It's our Easter show. And we're going to uh, spend some time talking about the 40 days after Easter. And we'll elaborate a little bit more on that. How you doing, Rascal? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Wilson? Okay. He has risen. Indeed. Yes. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, too. Yes. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. What yeah. uh, What was your favorite Easter tradition as a young kid? Oh, it has to be all of my family at my grandma's house. We, in her basement, she would set up table after table with food galore, and we all got together and ate, and Grandpa played the piano, and I even had uncles that played the violins. Violin? Oh, my gosh. It was the most wonderful thing. I would go back there in a heartbeat if I could. Wow. That sounds like- Oh, it was wonderful. We had a a gentleman in the first church I belonged to after I got baptized. He was nine years old. He used to play his- uh, I don't know if he called it a fiddle or what mm-hmm. he called it, but he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. One of my traditions or one of the things I remember as a child was my mom hiding the Easter baskets. She hit them? Yeah. You know, you have the Easter basket with that green and purple grass, grass or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. And then a couple of days before, we'd do the, the hard-boiled eggs and dip them in the colors yeah. and things. And we'd put them in there. And she'd add the, the chocolate bunny and the, maybe a small little toy of some sort did you get the peeps yeah those Ooh, we always th- hated those them. yellow things yeah they're they make them pink you know now they make them in all different kinds of flavors raspberry and blueberry and i never knew what they were called they're called what peeps they're a little marshmallow with like a uh powdered yeah yeah, yeah I mean, we got them. Side. I just never knew they were called peeps. Peeps. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd get those in there, and then, uh, like I said, maybe maybe a small toy. And so she hid your basket. Yeah, she would hide of just the eggs. Yeah, she'd hide the baskets throughout the house. There was seven of us kids, you okay. know. And uh, we'd get up in the morning, and we go, and, and somehow I imagine it either had our name on it, or somehow we knew it, it was our basket. Right. So if we found our brother's or sister's basket, we would leave it alone. Right. So. I remember one year, <clears throat> I don't know if it was all the baskets, but I I, it, I think it was my basket, but it might have been one of my brothers and sisters' baskets. My mom uh, hid the basket next to the heater vent. Oh, no. And You the, had a meltdown on yeah, your bunny. Yeah, the, the, the chocolate <laughs> rabbit or whatever it was in there kind of melted around. No. Yeah. Poor so, bunny. Yeah. He had a meltdown. So that was, uh, and then of course we had the, the hams and yeah. things like that. That was a lot of fun. Um, I can't say that we were over, overly churched yeah. at, at Easter time. 
but um, we did enjoy. Did the, you know the reason for the season? No, I, it didn't. was it was a bunny rabbit. Of, it was a rabbit day. Yeah, rabbit day. You okay. know, he he the rabbit died or came to yeah. life or something. I'm not sure. You know, you're talking about that grass that colored plastic grass that comes in the baskets our cats would get a hold of that stuff and we would find it in places for weeks well i it yeah. would be everywhere the, the, you know they would take off with it and hot oh yeah it was fun it was like um uh, that grass was like easter tinsel Remember yeah tinsel yes yeah yes we had the that christmas too. tinsel right this was the the tinsel <laughs> for easter tinsel e- yeah easter tinsel easter tinsel hey you showed me something today uh, a, a logo or something what was that that yeah we now have a logo for us um have if you've ever been to six flags they have these character people that sit up and they do different characters and that that character, that character draw uh, person sits there and draws you to look like a cartoon, kind of like a cartoon character, mm-hmm. like you would look if you were in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had someone that volunteered to do that for us, and so now we have cartoon characters of ourselves. So we're a couple of characters. We're a couple of characters. Yeah, I'm a character. Yep. All right. Yeah, um, I did look at it, and you have me with my long hair versus. Well, you still kind of have your long hair unless you're planning on shaving it off. I don't know what I'm going to do. This okay, is, you're in, this indecisive. Is, well, it, 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 the hair came because of the, the situation with COVID. Uh, you know, we couldn't go anywhere to get haircuts. Right. And so I've you kind of let it grow out. I kind of let it grow out. But my wife says it makes me look young, so I don't know. If there I'm, you go. I don't know if I'm Keep gonna, it. I don't know if I'm going to get it cut or not. But, hair today, uh, gone tomorrow. Right, right. <laughs> well, we are going to look at... Easter from the other side. Some of you might have grown up um, in a different faith, and you did the Lenten journey to Easter, the 40 days prior to Easter where you um, pick something to sacrifice, so to speak. You give up, I think that you give up uh, chocolate or you give up something to get yourself prepared for Easter. And right. that, that's not a bad thing. Um, I would say it's not so much biblical other than Right, you, it's not biblical. You do need to give things up. There's no doubt. But well, yeah, but but giving up something for a set day is is definitely not biblical. Right. Um, they actually call that Lent. Right. And uh, we vacuum a lot of that up around the house. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna we're gonna look at the other side of Easter now. Before we do that, I want to put a couple things out there. First of all. The resurrection of Jesus is the most important event in human history. So we're not belittling Easter itself. Right. Uh, we know that's important. We know that uh, today you're going to hear a lot of Easter sermons, or you might read the Easter story, things of that nature, the resurrection of Jesus. But we're going to look at the 40 days after he rose from the desk. There was so much cool stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I spent the last week just listening to sermons and podcasts and reading and, and studying and, and praying about this. And there's so much after he um, rose from the dead. And what I did to help myself kind of put this into perspective, I broke down Jesus's ministry per se into three halves. I love saying three okay. halves. First of all, his earthly ministry. That was obviously prior to his crucifixion. And that part of his ministry was explaining the promises of God, what God, his plan, explaining the plan, the the redemption and and those things of that. His resurrection was the fulfillment of the promise that God had stated. You know, he will 
redeem his children, restore that um, relationship that we lost in the garden. And then after the resurrection or the third half per se is Jesus proving that promise. Gotcha. For those next 40 days, proving that what he said is true. And a lot of people don't understand that his earthly ministry was actually only three years long. Right, only three years long. So so Jesus' earthly ministry revealed God's plan and promise. He revealed the Father, that would be in Romans 1, uh, showed how to do away with sin. That's He promised that, to do away with sin. That's in Hebrews chapter 9. His earthly ministry destroyed the work of the devil. He just he explained that in First John chapter three, and then uh, to provide an example of a holy life, um, you can read about that uh, in First Peter chapter two. Of course, it's it's throughout the the whole um, New Testament and Old Testament if you're a real deep studier. But his earthly ministry revealed God's plan and promise, and then of course the resurrection um, fulfilled that promise. Uh, the age of salvation began. Um, there's forgiveness for eternal, uh, for the penalty of sin, and that death ha- no longer has a sting. So that was the. That's my favorite. Yeah, the promise was fulfilled on the cross with his death and resurrection, and then his physical appearance. The f- those forty days after he, um, after he was um, raised from the dead, he appeared for forty days, and this was proof of of the promise. The proof that those those things that he talked about during his earthly ministry, and and basically from the the cross itself, if you think about the, right. the thief, you know he even invited the thief into heaven. His earthly ministry did not stop, really, until his point of death. Correct. I mean that's that's obvious with the the, the thief on the cross. But if we go to Acts chapter one verses three and four, it talks about his suffering. And that he presented himself, and he gave many convincing proofs that he was still alive. People think that he didn't; he he never rose from the dead. But if you read that, it says clearly, he appeared to them over a forty-day period and spoke about the kingdom. On one occasion, while he was eat, he even ate with them. While he was eating with them, he gave them com- this command: "Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promises, which you have heard me speak about." So he not only was seen, but he was he ate with them, he taught them, and we're going to go over that in a little bit. And then in First Corinthians fifteen four through seven, it talks about that he appeared to over five hundred people at one time. So, That's crazy, and it goes That's on. How- and he fed 5,000, then he came back and appeared to 500. Yes, it, it, that's, that's exactly right. And it says that in that verse, if you read that verse completely, it talks about how the people that saw him, the, some of those 500 lived decades after to record the story. That's, that's, that's why we awesome. have that. It is so cool. And you know, a lot of people think that they, what they saw was a ghost, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was actually him in bodily form, just like he was before his death. Right. We're going to look at the events and some of the things that happened over those 40 days, and we're, gonna, we're not going to pick all of them because there was tons and tons of stuff. We're going to pick out some interesting ones and see how it relates to how we can uh, live our life, kind of the, the lessons or principles that um, Jesus tried to present during those 40 days. And as I read this, so many cool things came about. And, of course, when I read 
and study, I'd look at context. And we're going to look at this first part. Is it's, it's about context, about historical context, and that is the empty tomb itself. The chronological order is sometimes a little bit hard to follow, but basically what happened was Mary Magdalene, with a whole bunch of other Marys, <laughs> they went to the tomb that early, almost before sunrise, because they wanted to finish the job of, of preparing the body. I know that there was some, something was done. He was wrapped, obviously, prior to that. But they wanted to go in and honor their Lord by doing that. And they get there, and there's, there's angels, and the guards had seen the, the angels, and the, the stone was rolled away. There was an earthquake, and the guards fell asleep. And, and Mary looked and saw that the, the tomb was empty, and she ran and told Peter and the rest of them, and that they came running over. First thing we need to know there is that she was the first one to see the tomb empty, right. which was that's interesting. Secondly, she told Peter and the others, and they ran, John and Peter, and John got there first because he was faster, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then Peter runs past John to go in there, and he, and he describes what he sees, and he sees the, the wrappings that were around Jesus. Mm-hmm. There was the, the linens that were around his body, and then there was a separate one that wrapped around his face. They call it the Shroud of Shroud, the Shroud of Turn. Right, and he describes what it looked like. The wrappings that were around Jesus' body were just kind of thrown down, but the shroud, the face covering, was actually, it was intentionally placed or folded in a certain... Neatly folded, kind of like the way we do the American flag. Right, so, and why is that significant? Well, in fact, it says in John 20, verses 6 and 7, look at the linen wrapping line there and the face cloth which has been on his head, not lined with the linen wrap, but folded up and placed by itself. Now, the reason that's important is this. In the Jewish culture at the time, when the master would have a dinner, he had a servant that his job was to set the table, make sure everything was right, and once that was set, he would stand off to the side and watch. He wouldn't come back in to that setting, to that dinner room or that dining room until the proper time. And he knew when the proper time was, was when the master was finished. Now, if the master was finished, what he would do is he would take the napkin, he would wipe his face, his hands, his beard, he would crumple that napkin and kind of toss it on the table, which would be a signal that he was finished with dinner, he'd go in, then the servant would come and clear away the dishes. But if the master would take that napkin and fold it a certain way and place it next to his plate, the servant knew that the master had not been finished but would be coming back. That's awesome. So that's the picture that's that's that, cool. That's that's the picture that's going on here. Second thing is is Mary Magdalene. She was um, healed of seven spirits, evil spirits. And we know that this number 7 sometimes is considered a perfect number or the number of completion. So she was completely a demonic, completely indwelled with evil spirits, and mm-hmm. Jesus was able to cleanse her. She became the first evangelist. Really? Well, yeah, she was a, she's the one that took the message to because she came back well there you go yeah she Peter she and John, transferred that message they saw well they saw the tomb was empty and they they left they were perplexed i never thought of and, that and before. then she stayed there and she started weeping and quote unquote the gardener came up which she thought it was a gardener and says why are you why are you crying woman and she says they have taken my lord's body have you taken it tell me where it is i want to go get it i'll get it i'll bring it back and the and the quote unquote gardener said mary in the minute he said that she turned and saw that it was jesus and she says, oh, Jesus says, don't, don't, um, don't touch me yet. I'm not ready. I haven't ascended. And she, he tells her to go tell 
the others that he has risen, that he has fulfilled his promise to rise again. So she was the first evangelist to go out and yeah, spread the word. He said to go spread the word. Right. That's, that's awesome. So she was basically a church of one at the time. Wow. A church of one. What we need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is our past does not dictate our future. Right. Jesus used a woman that was uh, possessed, and he had cleansed her. Now, you think that the religious leaders of the time would have allowed her to be part of such a, a huge, huge thing? Probably not. Probably not. Jesus had cleansed her, had set her uh, apart, and now she was ready to go. Don't worry about your past. It's your future that's important. Right, and don't be worried, obviously, about being a church of one. Right. You know, which a lot of us are when we're incarcerated. Mm -hmm. We're one person, and you may be the only person in your cell block that God has called to share with everyone else. Right. So he honored her. Because uh, after she was um, after she was cleansed of those, she never left his side for three years. She never left his side. Then, of course, Jesus appeared to many, many people. We have those the two on the on the road to Emmaus. You have uh, Cle uh, Cleopas and his friend. And in this one, Jesus was was teaching. He ta he talked about the Old Testament, and they were at first they were like, "Wow, okay, okay." And then they, it was revealed to them when he spoke certain words. And they later on they said, you know what? While he was speaking, even before we knew who he was, or or the scales came off our eyes at that time, weren't we burning inside as he was teaching? So he was teaching, and then of course he appeared to the ten disciples in the upper room. Right. Or, I mean, without uh, Thomas, and they were locked up in there because they were afraid. They were afraid. They were locked in there. They they figured it was over. Because a lot of them, all they wanted to do was they wanted Jesus to be that military leader to kick right. Rome out, you right. know. And they're thinking, well, he's dead. This this whole movement's gone, and they're up there, and all of a sudden he appears through the locked door, and they say, "Whoa, look at this ghost!" And he's yeah. like, "No, I'm not a ghost. Look at." And he shows touch them, me. Yeah, shows them their side, his side, the hands, and things like that. And they're like, "Wow, this is real." They ate with him, another sign that he actually lived. Then they left there, and they went to tell Thomas. And Thomas was like, what do they call Thomas? Doubting Thomas. And what did he say? He said that he will not believe. I will not believe. He told them. He said, I won't believe it until I see the scars in his hands and the wound in his side. Right. So about a week later, they're all up in that upper room again, 11 disciples. That would be including uh, Thomas. And they, he goes... Come to me, Thomas, and put your hand on my side. Feel the hands, my hands. And Thomas is like, it is you, Lord. It is you. And he believed. So, but Jesus said something interesting. He said, blessed are those that see, but yes. more blessed are those that don't see and have faith. Right. So Thomas believed because he saw and he was blessed. And do you know that that's, that's the verse that explains to us why that we will be put above the angels when we reach heaven. The angels right now are above us mm -hmm. because we're still earthly. Mm -hmm. But once we gain heaven, we will be above the angels. And that's why that's in there is because blessed are those who've seen, which are the angels, they have known God their entire existence, and they're blessed. But more blessed are the ones who have not seen and yet believe, which are us. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, have faith. Have faith. Exercise your faith. Easter every day. Jesus' resurrection is important every single day because without that, we have no salvation. We have no hope. But moving on, 
the disciples, they're still a little bit um, leery of this whole thing. I mean, they're just, some of them are just not getting it still. And to try to, this is kind of paraphrased, to kind of get their mind off of it, they decide to go fishing again. And basically what they're doing is returning to what they know. Kind of like what we tell inmates not to do, return to what you know on the outside. Right. You got to be careful of that. So they return to what they know. And what happened is they spent the whole night fishing and they didn't catch anything. Right. Again, it was useless. It was futile. It just didn't produce what they wanted to. They thought they could go back and, and to what they were doing, but they were unsuccessful in what they were doing. So they fished all night, didn't catch anything. Of course, Peter's getting mad. The rest of them are just like, you know, they're, they're getting discouraged. And then I, I believe it was um, John or one of the other ones looked to shore and they saw somebody. And they couldn't tell who it was at first. And the guy on shore was building a fire and things like this. And, and they say, hey, isn't that, that's Jesus our Lord. And Peter looks and he gets all excited, right? And he just like, he, he jumps out. But before, I'm sorry, before that, before that, they, they see them and, they, they, and the, the man on shore says, hey, have you guys caught anything? And they're all, no, we haven't caught anything. You know, well, try throwing your your net over on the right side, right? Over on the right side. And what do they do? They catch the biggest haul of their life, 153 fish, it says. Like big, large fish, not these little minnows. And that was a lot of fish for back then because all their nets had to be pulled in by hand. You know, 153 fish would be nothing today Mm -hmm. with the size of the nets and the way that we have pulleys and ropes. And so back then it all had to be pulled in by arm muscle. Right. So they, um, they had to pull those in. Well, anyway, they go, hey, that's Jesus. They realize it was Jesus. And Peter jumps out of the boat and swims to shore to see his Lord. Now, there's some really cool stuff that happened while they were eating. We're going to cover that in just a second, but it's time for us to take a break. You're listening to, and let the dogs out. You're listening to the Inside Out radio show on KWRE. Warranting your traditional country favorites. If technology gets you frustrated sometimes, we can help. Get control of your devices with Senior Tech Services, your personal technology concierge. We offer personal training and consulting in Skyping, Google, texting, email, saving and sending photos, and smartphones. We have 30 years of experience and a commitment to you and your tech needs. We can meet at your home, library, coffee shop, work, senior center, wherever it's best for you. Call or text Senior Tech Services at 31. 31- 914-922-4601 for a free consultation. That's 314-922-4601. Senior Tech Services. Well, welcome back. I'm Wilson along with Rascal. And we've been talking about the 40 days after Easter, and we're going to continue that. We left off with Peter jumping out of the boat, swimming ashore because they recognized that it was Jesus. So the rest of them come up, and they get the boat on shore, and they get all the fish on shore, and, and, and Jesus has got a fire, and he's cooking fish and some bread, right? And they're all nervously sitting around the fire, and, and Jesus starts to talk and starts to teach. And, and uh, I, I can imagine how Peter would have, I mean, what did he do, what, just a few weeks prior to that? Oh, yeah. Denied Christ three times. Three times. You know, so here he is. You know, you denied me three times, and I'm here, and we're talking around the campfire, and it's got to be a little awkward, to say the least. Right. You know, I mean, 
it, it's awkward when we have to face somebody that we need to ask forgiveness. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It might be our Sally. It might be our family. It might be someone we hurt. But anyway, Jesus is gracious. And what does he do? He starts talking about, hey, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. He asked me this question before, Peter <laughs> yeah. says. He goes, well, yeah, Lord, I love you. I love you. He goes, all right, well, then feed my, feed my lambs. A second time, he looks around, you know, maybe between fish, between bread. He goes, hey, do you, do you love me? Do you truly love me? He goes, Lord, Peter says, yes, I love you. I'm squirming a little bit more, you know. I already said it, you know, I, I love you. I, he goes, then feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Well, the third time, you get the symbolism here, third right. time, he's, do you love me? Do you truly love me? And Peter, you can, you can just imagine, oh, my third time again? He's kind of having flashbacks here, right? He's, yes, Lord, I do. I love you. I, I will not leave you. He goes, then feed my sheep. That's when Peter was restored to his, his, um, his leader of the, of the ragtag, quote-unquote, misfit group. Group. Right. And the thing that's so cool is I, I was talking to my, my wife, Anoe, about how God, he puts his signature on things, and it's very easy to see his signature on what's going on, you know, people being healed, getting money when we didn't think we were going to get. I mean, those are, he, there's no way other way. Right. It's impossible without right. God. Well, this is, I call this God's, um, not his signature, but his initials, kind of a way of saying, hey, God is in this. Think about this. There, uh, you know, Jesus is risen. He's, he's been seen by people. He's, he's teaching people. He's letting people touch him. And they're sitting around a campfire, you know, trying to, to work through this forgiveness thing with Peter. And they're sitting around a fire, okay? And he asks him three times, will you love me? And, and Peter affirms that he will. Well, what happened three weeks when he did not, where was he standing when he, when he realized or when he, actually, when he actually denied Christ three times? Where was he standing? He was standing around that fire with those other people. Right. As, as Jesus was being led to his crucifixion, he's standing around this fire, and there's men asking, hey, aren't you, one of, aren't you his follower? No, never knew the guy. Well, yeah, I saw you with him the other day at Walmart. Wasn't that you? No, that's not, that was not me. Hey, you have the same accent. I think you know him. Third time, no, that wasn't me. And their eyes meet, uh, Jesus's and Peter's eyes. So I, I think the symbolism with the fire, him sitting around that fire, right. is kind of cool. I really, I really think that's kind of cool. And then, of course, his final uh, appearance, I should say his, his second disappearance. Right. Right, his second disappearance is the ascension, and that's in Mark chapter 16, Luke 24, and uh, again, Acts 1. Uh, and those are verses or chapters uh, 3 through 11 is his ascension. And that's where he gives us the command. What's that, that great command that he gives us? It's the command to go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Son Holy, Holy Spirit. And knowing, and this is cool, knowing that I will be with you to the end. Right. Because he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us till the end. And then the, the end that we're speaking of is actually the beginning of eternity. Right? I love it. I love it too. It's so cool. So looking back, the, f- the first 40 days, I guess the first 40 days they mentioned in the Bible is, is um, or in the New Testament, it was when Jesus was led into the wilderness after he was baptized. Yes, his wilderness, his 40-day wilderness fast. Right, right. 
and then we have these 40 days. And we're not discounting Easter. We know that it's the, the most important event in human history. I would ask you to look at the second, the next 40 days after he rose, what happened. It's really allowing us to see the proven promise that he gave through scriptures. I would just encourage you to read that. If you want to know more about this, you can write to us at Bad Boys Jail Ministry at P.O. Box 125 Flint Hill, Missouri 63346. And we can send you our notes or we can send you some articles about this. Oh, yeah. And we want to hear their testimonies. Send in your testimonies, guys and gals. Yes. Let us know what you think about the shows that we've done, the remotes and things like that. And, of course, that all-important newsletter that you can get. Yes, if you write to us, we can start sending you a newsletter. All we need is your name, your your number, and your facility. Right. And then we can start getting those newsletters to you that we send out every two months, mm-hmm. packed mm-hmm. full of a lot of good information for you. We give a short little story. Sometimes we give testimonies. Mm-hmm. So we highly encourage you to send in your testimonies. If you have a pithy testimony, something that's a, a half a page, long we would like to get that in the newsletters so send them to us thank you again for spending your time with us and remember don't let the devil's schemes control your dreams goodbye rascal goodbye wilson goodbye everyone